Hello everyone and welcome to Queen's Speech, Queen's Christmas Speech. I am joined today by a number of benders off the internet and I will introduce them in turn. But first of all, my name's Clive Simpson. I am officially the oldest queen in the room. I had to abandon a promising career as a pink oboe player when my knees packed up. So today I've had my sonatogen, my teeth are fresh out of the steridant, and the monkey glands are kicking in. So I am raring to go. And with me is Dennis Kavanagh, also known as Luton Lil, my trusty <laughs> co-host. He's a barrister with a criminal practice who enjoys nothing more than casting a critical eye over the contents of the briefs he's asked to handle. Also with, me, <laughs> also with me is Minair Menno, or Dutch Doris, as he was known when he was hawking his wares down the dilly. You might know him from YouTube, where he's renowned as a crooner with a golden throat and no gag reflex. I'm also joined by Rudy, YouTuber, graphic designer, receiver of swollen goods. To Police Scotland, he's known as Don Jerry Curl, El Jefe of the Strathclyde Hair Products Cartel. And last but not least, Jack, close friend of the podcast, close friend of Dorothy. He's a former MMA champion who is known as the Altrincham Arse Bandit on the circuit, well known for his ability to lick any opponent in the ring. Good morning, <laughs> gents. Good morning. Hey, morning. Good morning. <laughs> wow. Well done, wow. Clive. That was good. What are you... <laughs> Why are you wowing about, Rudy? I just, someone's getting sued, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> All of that is fair opinion, Rudy, and recorded <laughs> public fact. So um, now before we, before we continue, I've got a bit of a warm-up question for you all as a sort of a, a muse-bouche, if you like. On Christmas morning... Which celebrity would you like to find butt naked under the tree with a ribbon tied around his dingaling? I have ready, been in that situation. Ready to amuse your boosh. Go on, Menno. Who would I Hello? want to find? Yes. Oh. oh. Celebrity. <laughs> Menno's lost for words. That's I unusual. Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I know who mine is, Menno, if you need go some time it, to think. Okay, well, mine would be Tom Ellis, star of Lucifer, and probably most handsome chap on the planet. So that would uh -huh. be mine. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Connor, Connor Tomlinson. Who? Connor Tomlinson. He's on, he? um, the, on the Lotus Eaters podcast. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The guy with the jaw. Yeah. The guy with the jaw. Mm. I need to go and I need to Google him now so I can have a look. Hang on a minute. Oh, Connor he's got massive ears. Oh, I love a big, I love big ears. Tom Linton, is that? it Tom Lin, Tom Linton or Tom Linson? Tom Linson. Tom Linson. Oh, okay. Oh, him. Oh, okay. Is he the fo <laughs> the footballer one? No, no. no. He's the he's on the uh, uh, the uh, the Lotus Eaters podcast. The beardy one. Yeah. Oh right. Oh yes, he's rather nice. Yeah, he's very one. smiley, isn't he? Oh, he's got big ears. He has. I do like big ears. <laughs> that could be handy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take long, did it? <laughs> Just send it to smut. And mine is yeah. Kevin Hart, by the way. Who? Kevin Hart. 
Oh, he's, he's dead short. He's like I was about to say, should, he's like a Christmas gnome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know don't these people. That. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, yeah. He, he was sacked from hosting the Oscars for making a homophobic remark. Oh, right. Yes, yes. I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Like, yes. On top weird? of the tree, I've laid it underneath it. Oh, I would love to find him under the tree. Of course, he'd be under the tree because he's short. <laughs> and Rudy, well, I know you've yours? stole him off me, but yeah, Christopher Maloney. Even though you've you've stole him off me, he's mine. Um, if you don't know who Christopher Maloney is, he stars in my future sex tape. Okay. In the, <laughs> thank you, the, thank you for that. More Rudy. importantly, Rudy, will that sex tape be in the Senate? That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Rudy, I've already licked him, Rudy. so he's mine. I've already licked him, so he's mine. Sorry about that. I love how Maloney. you think I have high standards. I really don't, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, I, Look, I know Rudy, you. No offense, but if you and Clive go up against each other, Clive's going to win. And, and you're yeah, going to just be flattened like a penny. I'll unleash the big daddy body splash. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners of a certain vintage will remember the wrestler, uh, Big Daddy. I want to know All, what it sounds like. Oh, God. <laughs> It's like, like a pack of hyenas in here this morning, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Well, anyway, Christopher oh. Maloney. Christopher Maloney, for those of you who don't know, is an actor who appeared in Oz, um, which was sort of like a homoerotic uh, Prisoner Cell Block H. It was like uh, Prisoner Cell Block H written by Jean Genet. There was loads of bumming and nakedness and Christopher Maloney um, being held naked in a solitary cell. He's well known for um, Law and Order SVU, where he wears a suit lots of the time. I mean, I this man. Mean, now. That's what yes. I love. He oozes. <laughs> we should he oozes movie masculinity. Night. He oozes I mean, masculinity. I swear, you could you could develop a third bollock just by licking his back sweat. I really oh, do. He's absolutely, gone. absolutely. He's very hot as a vampire in True Blood as well. And oh, the, the hottest thing about him is that although he's straight, he completely embraces how many gay men want him. Is he an ally? Is he an ally? He's an ally. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to look into his politics because I don't want to be put off, but yeah. <laughs> he is the perfect man. He's got a jawline you could cut cheese on. He's fabulous. No, I think we anyway. should organize. You know, Hassan went to a, a like, he's going to go or maybe yesterday or today. He's going to like a an 11 hour uh, viewing session of all the Lord of the Rings films. Like, we should do a, a whole. I can't think. We should do a whole movie viewing thing about this gentleman. I would agree with that. It would be more entertaining than an 11 hour viewing of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> What's this guy saying? This is Maloney's ring. <laughs> the 11 hour session. <laughs> yes, it's the Maloney appreciation ring. So, <laughs> and I know that Rudy's ring would appreciate Christopher Maloney. No comment. So, <laughs> <laughs> who listens to this podcast? 
was going to no say, one after today. Yeah, after the, after that exchange, I think the viewing figures are going to nosedive. <laughs> Cancelled. Actually, yeah. actually, actually, uh, uh, viewer analytics on YouTube showed that our pr primary audience was middle-aged lesbians. So, um, look, ladies. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I had lots of gay men come up to me at LGBA and, and uh, snaffle a Queen's speech badge off me. So we are, you know, bisexual in our appeal. Um, we're going to do a little award ceremony for Queen's Christmas speech. We've got a number of awards that we're dishing out today to people. We are presenting two each. And uh, I'm going to kick off by doing uh, Woman of the Year. So I've got four nominees. One is a joint award. My nominees are Bevan Kate of the LGB Alliance, without whom LGB people would not have a voice independent of the TQ plus crowd, and who've both put up with relentless attacks from the very moment they founded the LGB Alliance. Within minutes of it being announced on social media, it was instantly under attack as a hate group. They've put up with personal attacks, uh, political attacks, and legal attacks, as we saw with the ridiculous case where Stonewall tried to deprive them, Stonewall and others tried to deprive them of their charitable status, a case which they, which Stonewall and others lost, by the way. We might have disagreements with some of the politics of the LGBA or some of the statements by Bev or Kate. There may well be those who prefer to discredit the work of the Alliance entirely by indulging in pointless purity spirals. But Bev and Kate, as we saw at conference, those of us who were there, continue to steer the ship through any and all choppy waters. So they're my first nominee. Second nominee unsurprisingly, Kemi Badenoch, the First Minister for Women and Equalities, who seems to take her role seriously. Again, the TQ Plus have tried to besmirch her reputation because she dared to poke her head above the parapet. Well, she's not just peeping over the parapet now, she's standing on the fucking thing, setting out a stall and taking the whole bloody parapet over, and good luck to her. She uh, made a statement in the House of Commons recently, and it will go down, I think, as a major turning point in the fight against gender ideology and for reason and reality. And my third nominee is Rosie Duffield. She's another woman who's been a constant target of the TQ plus end of the alphabet soup and their gay enablers. They've uh, abused her online usual kind of thing that any woman who dares to refuse to toe the line faces rape threats death threats threats of violence and of course threats to her position in the labor party uh, there's a constant ongoing campaign for her to be deselected her monstering though encourages her to be more resolute while it also encourages less able and less courageous MPs like a certain member of the Women and Equalities panel to keep shtum and mouth the lies. So for her bravery alone, that's why Rosie Duffield is getting nominated. So what do we think, chaps? Who deserves the award? 
Well, firstly, Clive, I th- well done, because I think that's the first women's award I've seen in the last two years where no one has a cock, so congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what a refreshing change. So what do we think, boys and girls? Boys. I know, I know who I want to vote for. Um, I'm going to put a pitch in for Bev and Kate of the LGB Alliance, it won't surprise you to learn. And I'm going mm-hmm. to do that on two bases. The, the, the first is just the sheer heroic struggle and the pressure and the bravado performance under really intense scrutiny. I'll never forget Kate Harris in a, a very emotional moment, you know, um, facing down a what was then a QC, now we'd have a KC, of course, trying to tell her that lesbians sometimes have or desire penises. And, and, and Kate standing up for us all and standing up for the principle of homosexuality, I think, was a turning point and an important moment yeah. of courage. I'm always struck whenever I see a select committee, whenever I see a meeting, um, just by how much work these guys do. It is very rare that something happens in gender and they're not there putting the hard yarns in. I have an enormous amount of time in this debate, even where I have disagreements with people, not that I do really with Bev and Kate, but even if I do, I've got an enormous amount of time for people who just get get things over the line, who actually put the hard work in. Um, so yeah, I'm going to vote for Bev and Kate, although it's a very, very close one. Obviously, I have enormous respect for Kemi and for Rosie, but um, Bev and Kate is is my vote. I would agree um, for sure. I think really it could go to any of the nominees and they're all incredibly deserving of it. I mean, that goes without saying, but I think just for the sheer amount of work as well as as well as getting hate from all sides or most sides and still carrying on with the incredible work that they do it's it's a no-brainer for me really yeah, it's 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 bev and kate i'd agree too on that one i think i, I don't get me wrong i'm a big kemi fanboy, but it's it's the crap those girls get from us from from other gays as well it's terrible but yeah they've done great work over the course of the year and i think they're worthy winners of this award as well yeah they get crap from their own side too and from other women yeah. i've Oh, and I'm going to sound like one of those X Factor judges now. Oh, and we're all winners. Um, because <laughs> obviously Bev and Kate do so much work, so much of what we don't see. Um, mm. And as you know, as, as we all know, the, the, like with the Gamers Network, the work that we put in, uh, Dennis, that people are unaware of, and all the deliberation and all the putting together documents and trying to organise meetings, blah, blah, blah. So obviously I can see all that. Um but the, the the tribunal, I'm going to get fussy now, the tribunal was last year. <laughs> oh, but the decision was this year, though, Mena. I know, I know. Um, in terms of Kenny, she's already nominated in some others, um, but she's been extraordinary this week and last week. Uh, and then Rosie Duffield, again, it's there's so much that we don't see that she has to deal with um, and the effort... And, and the struggle that she puts in, if you like. Um, oh, so I, I, oh, this is really hard. Like, how do you choose? I'm well, you just pick, you pick, you just pick one, Menno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just pick I'll one. Kenny, Kenny. And the reason why is because even though what she's saying has been said by all these other women, in a way, it's the way she she's just really put it on the map 
at the dispatch book, dispatch book box of God can't speak in the House of Commons, and I think it's 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 just been extraordinary. So, Kenny. Okay, well, the majority seems to be for Bevan Kate. Don't worry, Menno, you get a chance to uh, opt for Kemi in another uh, nomination. They're never, they're never um, going to give me work again, LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> Fired. <laughs> Blocked. <laughs> okay, so uh, Kate and Bev win the Queen's Speech Woman of the Year Award. Yay! Yay! Okay, so Bev and Kate, women, women of the year. Now, Yay. the next award is Man of the Year, and Rudy Ooh. was very keen to award this. So, Rudy, off you go. I wonder why I was very keen to award this. I, mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly guess. Um, anyway, as a professional, I did write a script for the awards that I'm presenting because uh, unlike some of these poofs I actually care about what I do so here we go if you know anything about me you know that my biggest passion in life is knob you'll also know that I've shared said passion with many a male the only sex born with a knob and so it brings me no shortage of joy to be presenting the man of the year award from India Willoughby and his questionable hairline to Frida Wallace and his unquestionable scrotum, there have been so many standout blokes this year, but today we shall be awarding men who actually understand the meaning of the word man. And with that in mind, the nominees for Man of the Year are Elder, the Icelandic warrior princess, Richie, the deep trans emo kid, Malcolm Clark and his delicious triceps. And Neil Hamby, an extra from the film Braveheart. Discuss. <laughs> wow. Well, yes, that's quite a lineup. It really is. Uh, well, I, we've had Neil on the show, so he's a close friend of the podcast. Um, he actually introduced the phrase transing the yes. gay away. Yes. Into the uh, Westminster Hall Westminster debate, Hall. Yeah. which preceded the Women and Equalities uh, Select Committee, um, where uh, Kemi picked up on transing the gay away and actually credited uh, Neil Hanvey for that. So, uh, actually, she mentioned it, it at the, at the dispatch box in the House of Commons. And yes, the week did. after the week after at the Select Committee. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> But then we also have Richie, who uh, sadly gets a lot of shit from all sides, both yeah. from within the LGB community and various others, and also from the trans community for daring to detransition and for daring to talk about it as well. Uh, Malcolm. Uh, I agree with Rudy about his delicious triceps, but are triceps alone enough? Well, they don't have to be alone uh, enough alone. Because you should see his substack, darling. <laughs> I do. I was just going to mention his substack. His substack is a source of constant fascination. He really delves into the subjects that he uh, 
he wants to talk about. And uh, I found them marvellous to read. And of course, Elder is also another close friend of the show. And his work in Iceland is absolutely tireless. The uh, recent story he told us about um, egg harvesting of trans-identified girls in Iceland has reached Baroness Nicholson's office. And we know that this is not the only place in the world that is performing this procedure. So um, it's a difficult decision, but I think on the whole, for the, for the fact that he's used his voice to amplify the concerns we've all expressed many, many times, my vote would go to Neil Hanvey. Mm, who is a very, very, very good choice. And I very nearly went for Neil um, for all the reasons that you've just stated. Neil's been absolutely heroic um, throughout all this. But my vote this year is going to go to Richie. And I'm voting for Richie because I think that the path he has to tread is a singularly difficult one. As you pointed out, Clive, if you're an apostate from this new religion, you, you get everyone from your old side, all the gender borg, they, they really, really do not like detransitioners. And then you can be also met with suspicion and, and all sorts from the, the gender critical side. But despite all of that, um, I, I don't know where Richie gets his energy, and I love how he keeps a sense of humour about things. He's got this very dry, sort of classic Geordie way of looking at the world. He's just appeared on Irish telly um, the, the other night to talk about this issue. So I'm going to I'm going to vote for Richie this year on that basis because I think he is one of the great unsung heroes in all this. I think detransitioners have a specific and particular story to tell. And I think the way he tells it is reasonable, uh, but he's also very, very powerful and persuasive. And I think he's an all round good bloke. So Richie gets my vote. Okay. Yes. I, I would second, I will second that. And again, all these men in this category do an awful lot of work. Um, with Richie, for me, it's more of an emotional decision because um, he once wrote um, on his on his Substack uh, a post about how he he was wondering it was all about what is a man and am I still a man and all that kind of stuff and I thought it was so sad and ironic that he's questioning him or at the time he questioned his manness or his manhood when the path that he's walking is the path that only a man can walk. Absolutely. So for that reason, he gets my vote. Yeah, I would go with Richie as well. Uh, I think this is probably the strongest category in all honesty. Um, Elder, the work he's done uh, over in Iceland, I think is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, the, the fact that no one would have known about that if they'd not brought that story. And let's face it, if that's going on there, that's going on other places as well. Um, Malcolm, oh, for obvious reasons, everyone knows how much I love Neil. But yeah, Richie, I think for the amount of grief he gets from just all sides and especially the crap he gets from the, uh, from, uh, the TRAs. He's, I, I'm amazed at his strength. I really am. I actually watched his video on the Gaming Network, Gaming's Network the other day. Um, he's an incredible guy. He's an incredible guy. And I think he's a worthy winner of this award. Can I just say as well that if anyone wants to see 
that um, Irish uh, talk show that he appeared on, um, mm. I've got I've got a download of it. So yes, I can... oh great! Yeah, and I... Um, I think Richie also posted a link on his Twitter, which is it shows the, it's like a forty-minute documentary, right? He posted like a forty-minute file or something. Oh, okay. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, because I took a screenshot of it, because I'm like, oh, I have to watch that later. And yesterday when I was here, well, I'm here in Dublin now uh, with the organization Not All Gays, they were they kept talking about how important it was that that documentary had been shown. You know, it's like uh, four weeks ago in, or, or so in, in the Netherlands, we had a similar type documentary about the people who, you know, put the Dutch protocol in place and all these, you know, the, all the issues around it. And it was a very, very balanced documentary. Of course, people tried to cancel it and. There's lots of criticism. Of course. Now we have a very similar documentary just being shown this week in Ireland. And I think it's such a good sign that, that it these, is. these documentaries are being made, that all these different voices are being shown. But also, whenever the <clears throat> those on the other side, like the radical activists uh, on, the, on the so-called trans side, whenever they speak, they talk shit. And it's great. Let everybody see it. Slightly off topic. Mm-hmm. Rudy, who would you choose? I would agree with the general consensus about about uh, Richie, to be honest. Um, the thing about Richie as well is that, you know, I've spoken to him before at length, and he is just the loveliest person. There's not a bad bone in his body. And so to see someone like that, which is unfortunately often the case, um in these gender wars of ours um that a lot of really lovely people get uh mischaracterized um and so especially going off the back of what meno said um about him going through something that only a man could go through he also gets invalidated as a man a lot i mean i hate using mm. that type of tra language you know everyone's valid but he does you know and for me for him to win the man of the year award would just for me personally it would it would mean so much because he is a man he's just as much of a man as any of us and if anything he's one of the bravest men in this entire thing so i think it's very well deserved okay well the consensus would appear to be that richie gets the award so richie is queen's speech yay. man of the year yeah. yay well done, Right, with an honourable an honourable mention to Malcolm Clark's triceps. Yeah, all right, calm down, <laughs> you lot. All right, I think you have to make a special award for the next year. Yeah, calm, <laughs> calm down, you pack of hyenas. Um, all right, I think it's over to me for the next award, members of the jury. So I am presenting Turf of the Year, and we have four nominees. The first is Dr. Kathleen Stock who needs no introduction, serious philosopher, co-chair of the Lesbian Project, important voice, who not only does great work and is, is one of the best prose writers that we have, um, you might recall recently she also disaggregated the Tavistock data and provided us a vital insight into understanding that data and understanding what is happening to children's mental health. She's another woman who just works in day in day out on this and is reasonable 
and is great. And I can listen to her for hours. So she's the first nominee. The second nominees are Bev and Kate of the LGB Alliance. I probably don't need to say anything about them, them having won Women of the Year. So we, we all know who they are. The third is the absolutely fantastic Essex-based famous artist, Birdie Rose, who this year I think has really started to laugh at the subjects, which is brilliant. She does little adverts now in the middle of her podcasts where she says, buy my hateful merch. People <laughs> people call it hateful merch. And then she quotes she quotes all the TROs saying, you know, why not buy something that does real world harm to a marginalized group? <laughs> like I trust if you don't watch anything else, watch a Birdie Rose advert. They are mm. so funny. Um, she recently did a video series from this hilarious article, which was like a hundred rules around trans people, and they're just crazy. It was just like you must never contradict them. Yeah. If like they tell you you're wrong, you're you're wrong. You you know, and she she's just hilarious. And then finally is a nominee called Chocolatey, who I believe is an online turf um who i have seen passing reference to i'm so sorry chocolatey if you're listening i think i think my fellow co-host and guests today will know you better than i do so maybe if someone else can talk about and i know where that where the name comes from more. but i can't explain okay. it without well but if it's if it's way. rude we better not but no, in no, any not event in a rude um, way, but it could it could all right well, Chocolatey well, is one of the organizers of Women Won't Wished here in yeah. Scotland. Oh, okay. So she's that. taken it upon herself to, well, not just her, the other organizers too, um, to right. take Let Women Speak type events to smaller towns across Scotland to women who often can't make it to the big ones in bigger cities. So Brilliant. God. Brilliant. Um, she's another anyway, one of I'm these women that does a lot of work behind the scenes. But you don't I'm, necessarily yes. know about her. I'm just going to finish up with my vote. Um, I'm voting for the famous artist Birdie Rose because <laughs> I just think she's great. Um, I, I think she's got a sense of humor. She makes me laugh endlessly. And she produces fantastic videos and fantastic artwork. Um, and she gets a lot of flack. So my vote is for the, the famous artist. Anyway, let's go around the room. Jack, who you who, can I pounce on you? Who you? Yes, you for? can. Birdie. Uh, I speak to Birdie quite a lot on Twitter. Um, did you see that the other day where the someone had sent uh, another off a big massive speech about why he needs to disassociate from her and get rid of her? She's oh, killing his career. Yeah. It's just absolutely crazy. But you yeah. know, but it's the, when we were talking the other day about we need to get more of a presence out there. I think she does that with the artwork and the videos and everything else. But yeah, she's she is funny. She's absolutely hilarious. Uh, her and Louise Louise de Strauss are proper love them. But yeah, she's a really good uh, worthy winner of this award uh, for everything she does for this course. Okay, two votes for Birdie Clive. Over to you. Who are you going for? Well, it's probably no surprise to anybody that I would like to give this award to my lesbian crush. Kathleen Stock. I knew you were going to vote for her. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I'm very rarely intimidated by people. Well, I am quite often intimidated <laughs> by people, but very rarely intimidated by other GC people. But uh, seeing her at uh, LGBA, I could not bring myself to go up and say hello to her because I would be too starstruck to do so. Oh. Um, 
And also, yes, I do have a bit of a crush on her because she's so smart and she's so uh, stylish and elegant as well. So, yes, it would have to be Kathleen Stock. Sorry, Kathleen, for being creepy, but uh, I just think you're marvellous. Okay, so one one vote for Stock, two for Birdie. Let's go to Rudy next. What are you saying, Rudy? I'm definitely going to stick with Scotland here and go for Chocolatey. I just think it's it's so incredible that she's involving all these people who otherwise would not be able to and really, you know, reaching out into different places. I don't see a lot of people doing that. And so I have so much respect for her. Also, she's amazing to drink with. Uh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> she has the best hair. I mean, people compliment me on my hair all the time. No, she has the best hair in this whole entire thing. It's, it's yeah, stunning. Um, uh, excuse me. <laughs> tell that. Listen. Tell that to your hairline, Dennis. Yeah. Uh, yeah my vote. <laughs> my vote Rudy, goes to Chocolatey for sure. The same color as as Chocolatey's hair. Right. That's a good idea. I might do final that. final vote on this, Menno. Who are you going for? Okay, so um, we have Kathleen Stock. We have Chocolatey, famous artist Birdie Rose, and who was the other one? Uh, Kate and Bev. Bev and Kate. Kate yeah. and Bev. Okay. I'm going to go yep. with Kathleen. And the Ooh, reason why. Oh, we got a tie. The reason why is because um, she. It's interesting, right? Because she gets so much shit. I still have my mouth guard in. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you just noticed. I, I just thought, why am I talking to Is that what they're calling it these days, is it? <laughs> it was this year right that that picture we had that picture of kathleen stock going to that was it a cambridge debate or something yeah yes and she just looked like she came like um oh, sarah from so cool right she, she yeah, looked so cool it, yeah and I, again i saw that picture yesterday and i just thought that for me summed it up you know even though she's not like hardcore like like others uh, in this and, and she's quite friendly and, and measured and, and moderate in ways that picture was <laughs> so badass and i thought that's yeah, an was. iconic that was iconic so for that okay Kathy gets all right and, and that tv show she did was very good i agree all right so with two votes each then we've got joint winners in this category queen's speech turfs the turfs of the year are dr kathleen stock and the famous artist Birdie Rose. So congratulations. Right. Over to you then, Jack. You've got the next award. <laughs> <laughs> this one's gonna lose your view. This is about you you lose all your viewers. Yeah. So <laughs> 2023 has brought many unexpected things, but personally I didn't see an epidemic of rubber titties coming. <laughs> then again, I've never been to a Green Party conference, so what do I know? <laughs> Did you just say and epidemic? Yes, I, and yes, I did say epidemic. Oh, okay, Bite me, Kate Osborne. Listening because she should be able to help. <laughs> She's time to recover, darling. <laughs> She'll be having palpitations now. Well, call me old-fashioned, but I naively assume folk that want to voluntarily make a massive bastard of themselves in public. But out of all the laughable comedy rubber city men doing the rounds this year, there's been two that have stood out from the rest of the crowd, mainly because they look so fucking ridiculous. The nominations <laughs> for most ridiculous rubber tits of the year are as follows. Eddie Izzard, 
<laughs> and Clive's favourite, Titzilla. Yay! <laughs> Oh God! There's there's a story about when Joan Crawford and Bette Davis were filming Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Uh, uh, Has everybody seen the movie? I've never seen it, but I've seen it. Watched a documentary on it. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm the same. I've I've seen documentaries about it. I know it's very gay, though. We have to get together and watch it. It is just. Oh, my God. We have to well, anyway, you. there's a beach scene at the end where uh, baby Jane, played by Bette Davis, has dragged her sister, Blanche, along to the <laughs> beach. And she's supposed to be dying in this scene. But apparently... I won't give the story away, he says. <laughs> no, no. But apparently, she kept nipping off to... During the filming of the scene, she kept nipping off to the dressing room to have more makeup applied... And uh, apparently, Bette Davis said her tits became bigger and more and more pert with every new frame of the picture, so uh, so that she still looked glamorous when she was dying. Um, and these men remind me of that, or rather, that reminds me of these men because Eddie Izzard's fake tits have become larger and more prominent as he's gone along in, in, in his political career, much as I would like to vote for Titzilla, he has now <laughs> abandoned the rubber TTs. <laughs> his, his, uh, I, I, the, the fact that he tried to pretend they were real was oh fucking hilarious. He said he had, um, what was it called? Some sort of condition that made his yeah. tits grow really big. He he said oh, that he had an intersex condition at one point, Clive. Do you remember? Of course yes, he did. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I had to, for the purposes of the show, I had to Google woman with largest breasts in the world. It was gigantomastia, he said he had. And that brought up some very interesting results. But even the woman with the biggest tits in the world didn't have Z-cup tits. So... <laughs> He was obviously lying, and now those tits seem to have disappeared. I would have to vote for Eddie Izzard because he's trying to present himself as this serious political figure, and yet here he is looking like a fucking clown. He looks like a bad drag queen with the worst latex breastplate you have ever seen. So my vote would go for Eddie Izzard, much as I'd like to vote for Titzilla. Okay. Yeah, I was initially going to go for Titzilla uh, until he took them off, basically. I think if he kept, if he kept them on, I think he was a shoe-in because, you know, they, they used to, they literally, I, think, I saw a video with him and I thought he was going to chop them off. He was a woodwork teacher. And he was doing a demonstration and I was like, Jesus Christ, they're coming off any second. But yeah, due to the fact that he's took them off and the fact that um, Eddie Izzard wants to bring his into Parliament, so no. But uh, and are they getting bigger every time he loses a constituency vote and then he moves again? Because I feel like he just increases with size wherever he goes. So maybe if he loses in Brighton, you know, he'll he'll rock up in Hull or something, and they'll be you know even bigger. So let's give him a bit of encouragement. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. also going to vote for Izzard because I think he's just morphing into Ursula the Sea Witch. At the moment. <laughs> he really is. I expect Accurate. him to. Yep. 
to break out into poor unfortunate souls any minute and you know this ridiculous paraphilic cross-dressing straight man yeah. telling us i'm striking a blow for a marginalized minority what the marginalized minority of guys who straight guys who like dressing up in women's clothes sorry mate this this award is for the most ridiculous rubber tits of the year <laughs> and uh, he gets that and i underline the ridiculous because he's doing all this while trying to chase after green votes right plastic boobies exactly i love the idea that you can chase after green votes while wearing non-biodegradable rubber breasts <laughs> i, I know, just think the hell happened to the green pie oh, it's God, not like he's got organic hand-woven like little bags stuff with lavender you know yeah 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 so yeah vote for izzard <laughs> for me <laughs> Well, listen, I'm not going to uh, award uh, commitment to this. So I congratulate Titzilla on taking them off. That's exactly what all these men should be doing. And so my vote definitely goes for, for Titzilla for that reason and that reason alone. Okay. Right. My so over, goes, to, over uh, to you, Menno. Um, well, Titzilla took them off. And that was kind of last year anyway. But Here's, here's the insidious, or the, the, again, the dark side of it. We have girls as young as 12 in the States having their breasts removed mm. because they think they're boys. And they can't just put them back on. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. here you have a man who not only does, does it in such a grotesque way, pretending to be a woman, and then appropriating DSD conditions and all these things. He, he just completely takes the piss. And then when he's had enough, he just takes them off. And it goes back to normal. And, yeah. goes, and, and whatever. And these girls that, you know, we know from, from the detransitioners, we know, you know, it's, that's the reality of it. Mm. And he's just taking yeah. the piss out of all of it. Um, mm. My vote goes to Eddie. Um, I really hope that people just more and more people just go. He's just he's just a fetishistic transvestite. Yeah, so exactly what he is. Exactly would, what he is. Um, and if he thinks that his his vote account depends on cup size, then please go up, go up, go up, go bigger than Titzilla, and let yeah. show them. Show <laughs> is them that possible? Snap his back it off. <laughs> I, lo I love the fact that... instead of clap for Eddie though. Is that what <laughs> yeah. but I love I the don't fact... really feel like I love... clapping for him. I love the um... fact that he um is now so passionate about Brighton and so passionate about this special <laughs> magical place when a few months ago he was so passionate about Sheffield and so passionate about this special magical place called Sheffield. He switches as often as he switches from boy girl boy mode to girl mode. And let's not forget that he's going to be yeah. fighting hard for Brighton while in New York, starring in a one-man show yeah, where he's yeah, exactly. all the parts in Hamlet. So he's gonna those tits are gonna be coming off and oh, on, off and on, depending which character he's playing. So Ah. Yes, I, I think... Uh, well, if you can fit them on an iPad, can you? If, you, if you can't, someone knocks on the door with an iPad, how are they going to fit them on? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he loses them down the back of the radiator as well, I mean... <laughs>
It, I, you have to pay, yeah. They're going to have to pay for extra luggage, that's for sure. You know what's really <laughs> creepy about those things? Like, years ago, yeah, and we're, we're talking like 96, 97, I went to a, a shop called Transformers, a Transformation or something, which is like, you know, yeah. the tranny shop, as in, that's where cross-dressers <laughs> and, and all of them go. Because um, I... I was going to do a drag gig at the Black Cap, like my first ever one. And I thought, oh, well, I need to get some clothes. So I thought I'd, I'd go there. But it's really dull and boring. You know, it's not like the theatrical stuff. But they had this shelf, and it was like a glass shelf with these with these boobs on them. Like just boobs mm-hmm. lying on a shelf. And then I, they have nipples. Yes, well, they're very expensive. It's, they're very expensive. It's, it's not just like to to add volume in the bra. It's no, 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 no. So called look like a breast. It's really creepy. Very well. I'm, I'm worried now because what if what if those rubber breasts end up on his MP expenses if he gets in? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the duck house. Do you know what, though, guys? Uh, huge congratulations to Mr. Izzard because he's actually won something this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, this nomination he's ever Congratulations won. to Eddie Izzard for winning Queen's Speech Most Ridiculous Rubber Tits of the Year. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> okay, I think it's now over to Mr. Menno who is oh. going to present Hero of the Year. Hero of the Year is a very important category. Um, Menno doesn't have the document open. <laughs> <laughs> Menno, do you uh, want me to tell you who the nominees no, 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 are? No, no. I can do this off by heart because there are only two names in there. So okay. I'm going to add two because I okay. want, you know, because obviously there's so many people that do so much work and I'm lying here horizontal after after coming back home at five in the morning, so I can't really think that clearly about everyone. But nominee number one, I know, is Kemi Badenoch. And most of you will be aware of her stellar performance at the Dispatch Box. I, say, I can't even say it without my mouth guard. At the Dispatch Box in the House of Commons, where she was just making a statement of order, right? That's what you call it, right? A statement of order? Uh, she was just making a ministerial statement about a statutory okay. instrument. Yeah. About, yeah. Something official. But it invited lots of questions about all the gender stuff. And she was just like a professional. She was. She went into Martina Navratilova mode in terms of, you know, the way she just handled all these questions and just went... <laughs> and had very reasonable answers. She had really done her homework. And, you know, because Neil Henry had said transing away the gay earlier in the Westminster Hall debate that same day, she then said it in the House of Commons. And for me, that feels like a defining moment where MPs now can no longer deny it. They can no longer say, we weren't aware. We've never heard about this before. I mean, she said it literally. It gave me shivers down my spine when she literally said those words, transing away the gay. Um, no, many, no, and then... The week after, as in this week, um, there was the Women and Equality Select Committee hearing where they tried to lay in on her and she stood her ground again and she had the facts and she didn't let them get to her in any sort of way. She pushed back. She called out their nonsense. She literally, <laughs> I mean, 
this was amazing when she says, Kenny says, oh, um, they're teaching kids nonsense in schools, like that there's no such thing as biological sex. And the way she said it was almost like a little throwaway comment, like it's so obvious this is nonsense, like please don't argue that it is a nonsense. And then Kate Osborne goes, well, who's saying that it's nonsense? It's like, oh, for Pete's sake. Anyway, she's brilliant. <laughs> so hero number one, nomina- nom- nominee number one, Kenny Badenoch. Please remind me of the second one. Neil Hanvey. Neil Hanvey. Okay, so for, for for him being the first one to introduce that phrase um, as a politician at the Westminster Hall debate, um, and and again to have a gay man speaking out about this, there's so many gay MPs who say nothing, and it's outrageous how they are because they know they can't pretend that they don't know they just don't have the balls to actually take a stand and stand up in this case for homosexuals and for young guys who who may be struggling with their sexual orientation yeah we all know this whole gay shame stuff we know what it feels and it's it can take you to the darkest of places and he's standing up to put a stop to that those were the two that were on the list and then I thought, well, I want to add Riley Gaines um, because she's been so consistent in standing up for women's rights and saving women's sports. She's faced so much abuse. You know, they even kind of like uh, when she was meant to speak somewhere, they chased her down a hall and then she had to be uh, kept safe in, and locked in a room for a few hours or something. And they're all screaming outside and she keeps going. She's not letting anyone stop her. And so for her sheer determination and bravery and her consistency um i wanted to add her to that category the fourth person i wanted to add is i think her name was lynn and this is a recent story where she was meant to be playing in a pool competition yes and she just said no i'm not doing it because i'm up against a man so it is that was just one moment if you like but this is hmm. what we need in, in those. It doesn't matter if it's in the Olympics or it's, you know, playing pool. I don't know if it was like a national championship or something local, but just for her taking a step. So those four I would put out there. Discuss. But which, which one are you voting for, Menno? Do you know? Oh, I have to say. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's an award show, Menno. <laughs> you have to vote for someone. We have Kemi. God, yeah, Neil. Neil. Yeah. Neil. Yeah. And the lady at the pool competition. Lynn. Okay. Lynn. I'm gonna go with Neil. I'm a bit biased here because I'm a gay man. And I just okay. I just I just want want to root for a gay man here in politics. Not just okay. putting this saying this so clearly, but at the same time giving a middle finger to all those gay men who are selling us out. Yeah, good on you. Good on you. Yes, excellent. Okay, okay. Rudy? Yeah, actually, I'm going to agree with Menno on this. Uh, I just want to quickly read something here. This is the reason why I think my vote goes to Neil. I will never forget the fact that he stood up there and said the following. He said, it's not a ban on conversion therapy that this bill proposes. It's rocket fuel for radicalized ideologues to trans away the gay depriving a generation of young LGB people from becoming the fabulous, vibrant, and unique gender non-conforming people they have every right to be. That means everything to me as a gay man. 
absolutely everything. It's concise. It's to the point. And it couldn't be more truthful. And I, I just think he deserves all his flowers for, for standing up there and saying that. Just incredible. Incredible. I've thanked him and I'll probably thank him for the rest of my life. So, Neil, all the way. Okay. Jack. Neil, I do love you if you're listening, but I am giving this one to Kemi. And not just for what she said in particular. It was more the way she just absolutely schooled Kate Osborne. And is it Chris Bryant? Yep, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's just the way she she put an end to that. Like, we've got to stop this conversation. We've got to stop this. Every time you disagree, you're a transphobe, you're a bigot. And I loved that because I feel like that was a big turning point for this because now it's put it out there. And more and more people are now saying, well, I don't care anymore. You can say what you want. So I would go for Kemi with this one, definitely. Okay. And when she Mr. said Dennis. Stonewall Law isn't law or something, or Stonewall Law, oh, that, was brilliant. that was just brilliant. That needs to go in a flag. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I'm with Jack on this one. I'm going to go for the Secretary of State for Women and Equalities, Kenny Badnock. Um, and the reason I'm doing that, much as I adore Neil, just in terms of the ch changing the discourse and changing the debate, you, you're able to do more as the Secretary of State. And in addition to which, I just think her performances in the Commons and at committee, this is a politician of a generation. We are so lucky to have her oh, on this brief. We are so lucky to have her say, in answer to Sir Chris Bryan, you know, I am concerned about the you know young gay children, young gay children at um, at the Tavistock, and we know from the patient surveys, eighty to ninety percent are same sex attracted. Bad Badenoch has changed the debate. She's changed what people feel like they have permission to say now. The trans the gay way she was, of course, quoting Neil, and Neil's been an absolute stalwart. But the way Badenoch is bringing the fight to the other side, and she's refusing. You know, when people say, oh, I feel unsafe, she's refusing to take that and because that's a silencing tactic. Um, and the way Kate Osborne yes. used deliberately inflammatory language, you likened these people to a disease. No, she didn't. She didn't say that. She spoke in that perfectly, is a lie. That is a lie. perfectly commonplace metaphorical language about an epidemic. And, and people use that phrase all the time and to watch and she's not, used it plenty of times on her right. twitter can i just say that's right that, yeah. that hundreds and, and hundreds worst, of times to, to, to watch badenoch just just say you know we have to do better than yeah. this we have to be more grown up than this i couldn't it was a real cathartic moment or several cathartic moments this week hearing badenoch say that because as she has said, this should not be party political. It should not be left or right wing to care about the standard of medical interventions. And we're talking radical medical interventions for very, very vulnerable kids. And I think Badenoch in the past seven days has been the adult in the room and just fundamentally changed this debate. I think we are going to feel the effects of her intervention. I think this is going to keep changing the discourse in this sector. I think the bite of the other side where they <laughs> they function on cancellation and on people being worried about being called every name under the sun. I think no debate is over and I think Badenoch delivered a fatal blow to it. So she gets Absolutely. my vote. Badenoch is uh, a woman of colour who threw the first brick in the House of Commons. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well done, Mano. Very well done. good. Yeah. Uh, that's I, I, actually factual as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually true. I, I 
I would have to go with Kemi as well. What I really liked, a moment that I really liked from her appearance in front of the select committee was when <clears throat> she said, as uh, other people have said, when she said, oh, talking nonsense like uh, biological sex isn't uh, real. And uh, Kate Osborne said, who's, who's saying it's nonsense? Yeah. She didn't even grant her a response no. to that <laughs> because we have eyes Kate Osborne we have right. eyes we all live in sexed bodies we know that it's real so stop just stop being such an idiot and her her response to it was perfect was to just ignore it and to plow on so yes my vote would go with Kemi as well so it seems to be that Kemi is the winner of Amazing. Hero Yay. of the Year. Well deserved, well deserved. <laughs> Clive, uh, Clive, could you just say plow again? I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Are you in position? She plowed. She plowed on, right. He's in the Senate position. <laughs> hang on, hang on. We'll 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 return to that subject with a special award. Yeah, God. Where the word plow yeah. will appear again. So um, several times. Yeah. Several Fantastic. times. I it's it's my turn. That session again. that Senate session really wasn't long enough. <clears throat> All right. Next award. Better Zero. speed up a bit. We're coming up to an hour. I yeah. know. Zero of the year. We can't have a hero without a zero. And there are three nominees for Zero of the Year. First nominee is Frida Wallace. Now, if we were judging this award on entertainment value alone, Fred would be the undisputed star. From his hilarious filtered photos on Twitter and elsewhere, which bear absolutely no resemblance to his reality, <laughs> to the magnificent turn he put in as a comedy drunk at the Institute of Economic Affairs, causing Peter Tatchell to attempt an intervention. He has kept us rolling in the aisles. Now, if it wasn't for his harassment of a disabled woman for having the gall to want same-sex care, we might even be a bit fond of him, and he might still be usefully employed. The next candidate is Sarah Jane Baker, hero of the Trans Pride March this year, when a crowd of literally dozens cheered him for inciting violence against so-called TERFs. As he was out on license for attempted murder at the time, he found himself in a spot of bother as a result of that, and several members of the Troon Army protested on his behalf. Sadly, he remains banged up in Chokey for the foreseeable future. What a terrible shame. And finally, Melissa Poulton, a.k.a. Matt Viner, a man who's forged a partly political career for himself by transitioning from a fat little man campaigning for the Tories to a fat little man in a cheap wig campaigning for the Green Party. Some might say he looks like a cross between Tubbs out of the League of Gentlemen and Benny Hill in drag, but I couldn't possibly comment. However... Women have got into trouble for saying what we can all see with our own two eyes. 
He's mm. a bloke in a wig. Clive, Clive, could I just put on? Could I just put on record that I thought it was disgraceful um, this week that some of your colleagues on GC Twitter said that that bloke in a wig looked a bit like you. Yes, yes, I did notice that. I noticed that. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, we thought it was you, actually, Clive. <laughs> You're all fucking cunts. I'm coming for all of you very slowly, <laughs> with lots what of did... sitting down breaks. But I am coming for you. And I you didn't hear me wrong. say it. I'm a very nice person. You didn't hear me say it. <laughs> I've got yeah. other reasons for coming for you, Rudy. Fine, <laughs> all that thing, the, the thingy bob, thingy bob, thingy bob splat. You had a, a term for it, the Clive splat or something. The big daddy body splash. Anyway, I apologise for that. Yeah. Um, so who gets your vote then, Clive? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm too triggered. I'm literally shaking. recover. <laughs> <laughs> I need well, two like, days to recover from that terrible, terrible uh, misgendering of me because <laughs> I am, I'm a man. I'm a man. Honestly, I am. I'm a man. Uh, well, obviously, obviously there are reasons to vote for any one of these as zero of the year, but um, it's got to be Frida, hasn't it? Because he's, he's just such an unredeeming asshole. <laughs> he really is I mean I would actually find him quite funny if he just stuck to the comedy but unfortunately he seems to think that he has some sort of right to tell women how to think to tell women what to do and he thinks he has some sort of right to the uh, label woman and he's kind of represents everything that's wrong with this movement the trans movement when he's called on his ideas when he's asked to make a reasonable contribution he just goes off on a drunken rant about Actually, he represents himself. fucking he doesn't men. misrepresent himself he really represents himself that's a good thing well he does really represent himself but he thinks he's representing himself as a representative of the that's trans community yeah yeah no, not at all and uh it, it, i think you know Maybe people are going to drag me for this, but I think there are plenty of ordinary, unremarkable trans people who are actually actively harmed by people like Frieda Wallace. And, you know, him standing there in on, uh, or rather sitting there with his uh, meaty thighs exposed through his crusty fishnets, talking about fucking, <laughs> fucking men with his... Uh, <gasps> <laughs> fucking female men penis. with his female penis and and oh, that God. thing he said oh they may be turf in the street but when they're fucking me blah blah oh, blah God. you know they, they'll fuck me in secret Yuck. it's like no they wouldn't nobody's fucking you fred and for that he's my <laughs> hero of the year <laughs> um what do you think uh mr d um, well, I'm kind of grossed out by all that. Um, I'm I'm also going to vote for <laughs> Frida, but for a slightly different reason. I watched a clip of Helen Joyce 
poor old Helen, she really did take one for the team, didn't she? I mean, to debate against him and Tatchell. Um, but there's a, there was a, a, a bit that I found very instructive at the beginning of her remarks. Helen Joyce pointed out that Frida Wallace uploaded the entire text of Helen's book, Trans, and also yes. Kat Stock's book, and also Abigail Schreier's book, and, and lots of authors in this area and put them in a Dropbox and made them freely available to other people, which as Joyce pointed out, is just tantamount to stealing someone's work. And as Joyce was pointing this out, I could hear him sort of smugly saying, yes, I did do that, I did do that. And I just thought, God, that is just, I know it's not the main point here, but I just thought that was so telling. It's like, this is someone who just doesn't think rules apply to him. And if he um, wants to go and trash uh, and, and just make trouble, really, for these women and say so that their publishers then have to go and get injunctions and get stop notices and so on. He'll go and do that. And I just thought that that was a rather telegraph. This isn't someone who wants to have the debate, honestly. This is this is someone who just wants to cause as much misery and pain for the other side as they can because they sadistically get off on it. So um, in a very crowded field um, and a close one, I'm going to go with you, Clive, and give my vote to Frida. Mr. Menno, who would you be voting for? Remind me who we've got again. We've got Fred and Sarah. Fred, uh... Sarah Jane Baker yeah. and um, Melissa Poulton, aka Mark Vi Matt Viner. Zero of the year. Okay, so Sarah Jane Baker. I would not describe him as a zero because he's got influence, you know, and he's got people listening to him. And um, I watched an interview that he did maybe a year ago. It's a five-hour-long interview, and it's he's mad. Um, but the people that interview him think he's a, a fun character, like a lovable rogue type, you know, just can't help himself. You know, he, he had that moment where he, it, it's one of the moments of the year uh, where, where he said, if you see a turf puncher in the fucking face and people listen to it and people campaigned for him to be set free. Um, so in that mm. respect, I can't think of him as a zero. Um, Fred is just an absolute fucking dickhead. And <laughs> I mean, no arguments. What you said is very true. He he delights in it. He delights in winding people up. He delights in going um, that that thing that you um, oh was it you Dennis? You had an example. Where's that? Yeah, well I did. Ha ha. Um, and also when I mean, there's that moment again. It was a very small moment, but but quite telling when Tatchell goes, "No more wine, Frida. No more wine." And he just sort of giggles and goes, <laughs> this is another, he's, comp he's mad. Like people like him and Sarah Jane are actually mad. But he thinks he's something, somehow. Then we have, people call it a pig in a wig, but it's more like a frog in a wig. Like a bloated, <laughs> ugly toad in a wig. <laughs> Baron Greenback in the wig. Uh, to, to Melissa Poulton. Yeah, okay. Because he's just... Because I wouldn't even want to give... I, I don't even feel good mentioning the name Fred. He's such a fucking <laughs> zero that by me just mentioning him, he's less of a zero. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Melissa Poulton. So you're, it, you're going with Melissa then. Yeah. What was, what was that lovely... What was that marvellous thing you said about um, Melissa Poulton? 
uh, Jack, about his his teeth. Oh, he looks like he can bite into a curly whirly without it touching the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, he did say that. That was brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, such a jack line. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. have to um, agree with Menno on this uh, because, well, first of all, I think if Blokin Awake wins this, it would be hilarious, right? Because it's for zero <laughs> of the year, and I don't think his scales would agree. So there's that. But also, <laughs> I don't want. Uh, yeah, I don't want to be awarded like Fred harasses uh, uh, disabled women online, which is just disgusting. He also loves the attention right mm. i feel like if he won it and he knew about it he'd brag about it. like he's just such an arsehole and then he'd make himself a fucking trophy yeah and then and then sarah jane like come on come a punch turfs in the face like, you you get no awards for me absolutely no, none no. so yeah i think uh for me it's it's bloking a wig and also fred fucking fred fucking stupid fucking scrotum face <laughs> <laughs> He keeps calling me a cunt on Twitter, but then he sends oh. me direct messages saying, "Oh, I'm down in London for the weekend. I'm gonna go to Torture Garden. Do you want to come with me? Yes. You love it." Yes, he invited you. I remember that. Disgusting. Yeah. Why does he DM <laughs> everyone? I haven't blocked, Fucking so he's yeah. not gonna DM me. All right. So we've got two votes for bloke in a wig, two votes for Fred. Jack, you have the casting vote. Mm-hmm. Well, firstly, I'm surprised you managed to fit three nominees in there. I didn't think there'd be room with Fred's head and Melissa's wigs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's state Melissa in inverted commas, because that's no fucking Melissa, let's face it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they are three very worthy candidates, but a man who sent his cockpits to disabled women, one who wants to punch turfs in the street, and another who's left his missus and stole a surname to go and get Roger off another bloke in a dress. Piss off. However... <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Melissa Poulton on this occasion because nobody needs to see politics descending to Moist and Vasey. It's bad enough. And also because of that BBC interview where in the worst ill-fitting wig I have seen in my goddamn life, he accused people of transphobia and bigotry when he's clearly just a bloke taking the piss in a wig. So, Melissa, going to Melissa for me. It's gaslighting. It's everything. We have a winner. We We have have a winner. winner. That, that interview with the wig, I mean, it, he obviously just bought it off Amazon, took it out of the bag, plonked it on his head, and then appeared on yep. camera. Didn't he I think it'd be generous? It looks like he found it in a I'm, skip. Yeah, I don't even know if it is a wig. <laughs> it just looks like a bathroom rug that, that's like 40 years old. <laughs> Dog hair. It could be a mop head for all we know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, so it's unanimous that Melissa Poulton, aka Matt Viner, is zero of the year. Ooh. Hey. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The program. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've always been the slow kid in class. You know that. All right. Um, next award, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I quite like this one. I'm presenting this. Honorary Puff of the Year. It's a, a, special, a special award for the heterosexual and bisexual community. Um, to see which which one of them we consider honorary puff of the year we have three nominees first nominee needs no introduction it is the fantastic and heroic graham linehan uh, also known as glinner absolute hero of um this movement um and 
all-round good mate to gay men, I think. Um, the next nomination is Overton Window from Twitter, who, um, again, I suspect needs very little introduction, very, very active in GC politics um, and always a good friend to gay men. And finally, Skeptical Phil, who tells me he occasionally gets mistaken for me <laughs> and various <laughs> meetups. Um, Phil's brilliant. He's both, I, I think, I hate that word ally, but yeah. do you know what I mean? He is a, he's, he's a bit of an ally, old Phil. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he stands he stands a lot with women. He's always at the Let Women Speak events. And he, and he stands with us gay lads. But you know who I'm going to vote for. Um, my vote is with Glenna, because I think Glenna's single-minded um energy and the fact that he, he doesn't forget gay people and he does talk about what's happening at the Tavistock and he does understand the friction between gender identity ideology and gay rights and he, he's such a powerful voice my vote is with Glenner. Mr Clive over to you who are you going for? Uh, well first of all I have to say I was surprised to find out that sceptical Phil is straight but, uh, <laughs> he's uh, bi. Uh, Wait, he's bi, right? Straight off the bum. <laughs> I think I'm he's well, bi. He's <laughs> bi. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I would have to go with uh, Overton Window simply because he's the person I talk to the most on Twitter from this group. And um, he is fucking hilarious. Let's not forget <laughs> that. He so is. he gets my honorary, he's got a very gay sense of humour. So for that, he gets my honorary Puff of the Year reward. Okay, one for Overton. All right, Rudy, what, who are you going for? Listen, I would really love it if all of them got it. Like, I just adore every last one, to be honest. You just want to the give only it to reason Okay, we get it. Uh, <laughs> you, you know me, you know me too well. Um, no, the only reason I'm going to say Glinner is because recently for reasons that i i shall not disclose um he's put up with a lot from gay men in particular and so i believe he deserves a break <laughs> so okay. uh, i'd award uh, glinner for that reason and that's where that's, i'm gonna leave gonna, that that's gonna start rumors okay yeah. menno over to you <laughs> well I, I'm, I'm guilty i'm, I'm one of those <laughs> <laughs> Let <laughs> we all do it in the best possible place. Um, no, no, pick a name, please. Glinner. Stay on target. Glinner. Glinner. This, is, okay, this excellent. is the first time we're doing this award, so I think he deserves the first one. Votes are racking up for Glinner. Jack, what's it's your Glinner. It's Glinner. He's, he's always been a gay champion anyway, but what, what I like about him more than anything is a lot of people, when they have stuck the, hood up, uh, the head above their parapet with this, they've instantly backtracked when they think it's going to cost them and it's going to cost them money or, or you know, it stops yeah. opportunities. And he hasn't. He's never backed down once. He's still going. So And that, and his advert for his book alone is worth an award. Oh, have you seen that. it? It's oh, so funny. absolutely. It's, it's hilarious. So, yeah, Glitter, 100%. All right, there we go. The Queen's Speech Honorary Puff of the Year Award goes to Graham Linehan. Also, first unanimous one as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, right. no, not not unanimous because I voted for Overton, but never yeah, mind. We had, oh yeah, yeah, we had one. Oh Overton. gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's uh, it's over to you, Rudy. On unanimous now. <laughs> Very <Sorry>. good. <laughs> 
Uh, Rudy, right. over to you for most irritating right. twink or ex-twink of the year. God's sake. <laughs> That's a water jokes. <laughs> this is very serious business, Jack. Shut up. Right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. This next award is one that absolutely boils my piss, raises my blood pressure, and leaves me utterly limp. However, one must make sacrifices in order to sit on Malcolm. I mean, uh, Santa's lap this year. And so here we are. The most irritating twink or ex-twink of the year is an award that honors the truly insufferable little shits in our 2SLGBTQIA to the power of WTF community. The nominees may not be many, but rest assured, dear listener, that this is only because nobody cares. And the nominees are James Barr, a white cishet bellend, and Tom Harlow, a former twink whose talents include singing in the style of a whale being violently clubbed. <laughs> personally, personally um, I'm going to give this one to James because for those who remember, uh, he had the audacity to call Douglas Murray a white cishet man on national television and i just think that is oh that was hilarious. hilarious thing yep hilarious <laughs> thing i've ever seen in my life and also because again i refuse to award tom with anything because he's just pathetic he got a lesbian kicked out of a gay bar for filming his performance i mean grow up here so definitely james for me what do you guys think you, there's only I... two. Yeah, there's only two. There's one. Minute. Um, well, this is a bit of a tough one. Um, it's this is like being asked if you'd like a lift over the pub from Stevie Wonder or Caitlyn Jenner. Can I, um, can, I, can I just add a third one in there? Who? Go ahead. There's another really annoying twink or ex twink. It's Tom Harwood. This better not be. This better not be me. Oh no, it's Tom Harwood. Good. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I am leaning towards James Barr. Um, purely because of his social media, he claims to be a comedian, you know, and in the words of Owen Jones, it's nauseating, quite frankly. So, no, he can do one. <laughs> James Barr. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'd have to go with uh, Tom Harlow of the Boylesque star, in inverted commas. And uh, cabaret against the hate speech. I really, I really hate that fucking title. The 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 in it is so redundant. But anyway, um, yeah, for uh, harassing a lesbian out of a gay bar, and for generally being a bit of a pain in the ass, and for protesting in his own uniquely irritating way against women queuing up to go into an event that was nothing to do with him. So, um, yeah, he can fuck right off as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Tom uh, Tom Harlow, is it? Or whatever his fucking name is. That that prick. Him. <laughs> J.K. Rowling actually called him a prick, too. I love that. Even though now he's using it on his posters to promote his shows. It's, ugh. Again, they ugh. love it. They love the attention. Yeah, that's why I, I can't vote for him for that reason. I'm going to go for the blonde guy. 
um, primarily because it was just a wonderful piece of television. Watch Douglas Murray <laughs> saying, "I'm not a, I'm not a member of the queer community, you silly sod." But he accused him of being straight was the best thing. Yeah, yeah. Just, You've come in here a straight white man who was like, "Do you know anything about me?" Oh, at it was all? so funny. So yeah, I've got, I've got to go for the blonde guy. Oh, just for I think calling not... him Douglas Murray's straight. That, that, that's my vote. Okay. okay. Does that mean the blonde guy wins overall then? I think he does. James yes. Barr wins, yes. I think we'd all quite like to be roasted by Douglas Murray. So, apart from Dennis, who seems to be immune to his charms. Um, so, James Barr is our most irritating twink of the year. Hooray, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dennis! Uh, Sorry, I keep getting that wrong. I'm so, I really am the slow kid in class today, aren't I? <laughs> like, Menno bowled good. in at five in the morning and is really hung over, and he's, even he's getting this better than I am. Mm. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, next, our and I'm next, not British. Our next category is who out of us five is most likely to get cancelled in 2024? <laughs> Dennis, Rudy, <laughs> Menno, or Clive? <laughs> Who do we oh, think? Hmm. I'm going to go with Menno because it just happens with Menno every now and then, like every few months. Like, do you remember when Pink News did that stupid hit piece on you? Yeah. Menno? Like, it's just like because you do like so much public stuff and you're so visible. Like, you're you're going to do something at some point that they're going to twist and take out of context, and something I reckon... to do with Windows. Um, yeah. <laughs> And Andrea James just put up a, a page about me on his website where he's, he's basically, yeah, that was, that was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, my, my vote is with Menno. Clive, who do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be you, Dennis, probably. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> me, me, Merry bloody Christmas to you too, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Not because you deserve it, but because you really irritate them. Um, Not not just the TRAs, but certain members of the GC community who shall remain nameless, one of whom called you Big Dick Dennis as if that was an insult. (laughs) I don't know the gays well, do they? (laughs) If you remember, Dennis, do you remember that? I do remember remember that. That Yeah, Um, that was an interesting thing to be called. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah, Big Dick Dennis going on and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, (laughs) yep. So, yeah, possibly you. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks, mate. All right, Rudy, who do you think? <laughs> um, I'm going to agree with you, Dennis. I think I think Menno, uh, just purely based on your public profile, uh, I, I think you're, you're much more likely than me, even though apparently, according to certain people who shall also remain uh, nameless i'm doing this all for fame now and the mask has <laughs> slipped <laughs> oh, oh, the mask. Oh, not the mask not the mask you know um, daring, but, yeah. to ask, uh, daring to ask uh-huh. for like financial recompense for doing a, a job apparently is grifting now uh <laughs> Mask slipping, yeah. lots of slipping I'd masks. Love, listen, all the people that say that I'm doing this uh, for fame and fortune, I would love to show them my bank balance. I would love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely Menno. And, uh, I don't like the way you say me. that. Definitely Sorry, Menno. Menno. Oh, so, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, get used yeah. to it. Okay, Jack, who do you think? 
Meadow. <laughs> just the, it's the comedy videos. Yeah, the, you know the songs like you do. That absolutely, you you've well got a target on your head now. And just for your blatant uh, going up to bar staff and telling them to take posters down <laughs> in London bars. He's yeah, Meadow. He's great. 100%. Can we, can we just do, while we're talking about Menno being cancelled, by the way, just a quick shout out. Your Amanda Jette Knox video, Menno, was just fantastic. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Loved it. I'm trans on a train. <laughs> <laughs> I live for the applause, applause. And I loved the fact that she then did um, a thread back going, these people are so full of hatred. It's like, no, <laughs> that is just a gay man ripping the hell out of you, mate. <laughs> it was the pose for a Selfie. Oh yeah, Menno, nailed it. Menno could do the face perfectly, it. like that duck face selfie. You looked exactly like it. Yeah. it was scary. I just think, how the hell am I going to turn myself into into a podgy middle aged woman? <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I just flick the hair. You know, I just I just pulled the hair forward and sprayed it pink. Um, <laughs> the best thing for me about that was that as soon as she saw it, she changed the pronoun. <laughs> Quickly change gender again. (laughs) Oh my god! You were the cause of that one, Meno. Yeah, Meno made a video about me. I I changed gender pretty quick too. I think. (laughs) Uh, Who do you think is gonna? Who do you think out of us five is gonna be cancelled, Meno? I think it'll be me. Oh, baby, don't worry. Oh, we'll, stand um, with you though, we'll still love you. Yeah, we'll stand with you, Menno. We don't oh, no, you. I'll cancel them too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of nothing more than on Drag Race when RuPaul asked the contestants, who should go home this year, this week and why? And as soon as one person <laughs> says a name, they all say it. So, um, yeah, they all <laughs> yeah. But it That's looks like. It looks like our vote for who is most likely to get cancelled this year is Menno. Although I have to say, I don't think any of us are going to get cancelled this year because the tide has turned. But all the oh, same, Menno, well award, well deserved. Don't vote for this. Guys, don't vote for this. <laughs> 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 okay. Right, that brings it. On a serious note, though, on a serious note, what do you mean by cancelling? Do you mean getting suspended of Twitter or do you mean something you know it could be something much darker I mean if we're honest we haven't applied a great deal of thought to it Menno it's rather <laughs> it's rather light-hearted so don't don't worry about it let's move to our penultimate award now which is presented by Jack this is such a Jack award <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Queen's Speech listeners, but if you were going to invite a Northern gobshot on, this was always going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we can all agree that this is an award where we've been spoilt for choice in 2023. After all, when someone leaves the gate open at the cunt farm, absolutely anything is possible. (laughs) (laughs) However, despite many contenders fighting for top prize, including a late dash to the finish line by Gary Lineker and Kate Burley, after much deliberation, we've managed to narrow it down to four massive cunts in particular. So, <laughs> the nominations for most ludicrous thunder cunts of the year are as follows. Homos under the hammers presenter Owen Jones. <laughs> that was one of your best gags this year, by the way. <laughs> Sexual racist Nancy Kelly. Humza useless Yusuf. Yay. And Joylan Jogon Moham. 
Wow. And who's who are you voting for then, Jack, and why? I'm 100% I'm going for homos under the Hammers presenter, Owen Jones. He is literally the most ludicrous thundercunt I've ever seen in my life. I think he should win it. I think he should get the Lifetime Award. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Uh, what, let's go. What, let's go. So what, when you, you say homos under Hammers, is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's, he's, too... a, he's, he's a big um, Hammer supporter, isn't no, he? No, so we have because you speak really fast. What is oh, the, sorry. What is homos the... under the Hammers. Homos under the Hammers. Okay. Okay, sorry, get it. It's a riff on the program Homes Under the Hammer. <laughs> okay, sorry, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're you're very humble, over, darling. We know. <laughs> yeah, we, get that. we we can see that. Okay, so we've got Jack. Second language, you know. Please. We've got mm -hmm. Jack's vote. Let's go. Let's go to Rudy. Who are you going for? Oh, fucking Owen, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I, I, I don't even, I mean, do I have to provide reasons? It's so obvious to me. He's such a fucking no. dick. I cannot uh -huh. stand the man. Um, I thought when he was banging on about, about uh, what was it? People of color, gay men of color and what they're allowed to say and what, what they're not allowed to say. It's like, fuck off. Bloody oh, I just can't stand him. Just cannot stand him. And he's not attractive, despite what some may say. Sick of it. So, Owen. <laughs> so that's two, two votes for Owen. Like a really handsome version of Owen Jones. I'm, and I, t I took a picture of it. Because so, <laughs> I wanted to share it in the group. So I'll send it at some point. Oh, yes, dude. It's like a really sick, right. good-looking handsome Owen Jones. <clears throat> but with a stupid... He looks like a bat with a cocaine problem. Anyway, well, moving I, on. I feel very, I feel very attacked, Rudy. I feel very attacked. <laughs> Well, good. Okay, so that's, that's two, two votes. Two votes for Owen. Clive, who are you going for? Oh, it has to be Owen Jones, doesn't it? Really, let's face yeah. it. He is the he is the ludicrous ludicrous thundercunt of all ludicrous thundercunts. The capo di tutti capi of the ludicrous thundercunt maf mafia. So. <laughs> It has to be him, um, not least for his uh, his gurning on national television. Um, so, yes, I'm afraid it's going to have to be Owen Jones. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The heart wants what the heart wants. And I still think he's an attractive young man. So oh, fuck God. all, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Right. Sort yourself what? out, mate. Yeah, Jesus. God. Can we go back to the cancellation award, please? Yeah, 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 let's revise it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to put a dissenting vote in, and you all know who I'm going to vote for. I'm and voting I'm, got, for... I'm so glad that you're going to say this, Dennis. I'm so glad you're going yeah, to say this. Yeah, I'm voting for sexual racist Nancy Kelly, because yeah. despite having departed Stonewall, she continues to pour out poisonous um tweets and public contribution she's still absolutely drunk on the gender kool-aid um recently she excelled herself by uh, a tweet which i thought was in direct contempt of court equating the parliamentary debate that we've spoken about with kemi badnock to an ongoing murder trial that we will not discuss because it is ongoing yes. but that is off the back of her reliably always taking um, you know, if it ever comes to a choice between gender and gay people, the, this woman who called lesbians sexual racists mm. will, will always go for the jugular. So while I find Owen 
um, disagreeable on everything. It's Nancy's fundamental betrayal of mm. um, our constituency that, for me, means that she she gets my vote for this award. So that's who I'm going for. I reckon Menno might do the same. Menno, what do you think? Yes, she. I think what she has done is unforgivable. The way yeah. she, that she, that she as as the CEO of the largest former gay lobby group in Europe to sell out homosexuals the way she did and she continues to do so as a lesbian to call to, to liken lesbians to sexual racists this is all out you know you can't how can you get worse it's that? unforgivable it's unforgivable it is absolutely <laughs> unforgivable it's just stabbing a knife not even in the back of the lesbians, but in the heart. She's nice. She looked them in the eye while she was doing it. In the front, mm. in broad daylight. And she thinks she's doing the right thing. Why? To champion girl deck? What? Yeah. I have mm. no words for this. I don't care what Owen does for the rest of his life. This is, well, we can, this is Nancy's. We can have a joint award, actually, I think, for this one. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, why not? Let's do yeah. it. So, joint ludicrous thunder cunts of the year. <laughs> Owen Jones and Nancy Kelly. We're booing this one, Dennis. Okay. Boo. 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 Yay! Yay! <laughs> there's nothing that Nancy Kelly has ever said that you can laugh about or make a joke about. No, no, nothing. you can't. There's nothing there. It's just too awful. Now, yeah, we have a late yeah. entry. We have a late entry, so to speak. <laughs> ah. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Let's go. A latecomer. This is the latecomer, yes. This is the special <laughs> award for services to bottoming. And... <laughs> the nominees are Rudy. Um... <laughs> I know. Why am I not a nominee? <laughs> it was a late edition. It was a late edition. Oh, and it has to go to... I don't quite know how to pronounce all of his surname, but I'll do my best. It goes to Aidan Mace Cherovsky, the twin who got fucked up the arse in the Senate <laughs> hearing room in the Capitol. <laughs> a sort of one man, uh, oh. two man, sorry, two man January the 6th style incursion on the centre. <laughs> That is an insurrection. <laughs> it was a, certainly an insurrection on the uh, heart of the American nation's democracy. And I don't know about you guys, but I thought he did a masterful job at taking the big fat cock of whoever it was who <laughs> <laughs> was topping him. <laughs> He is my absolute hero, that man. <laughs> and I I just, like I said before, I think that was the most patriotic thing I've ever seen in my life. And I think that we should, in solidarity with him, uh, please be standing for the American National Anthem. What do you think? Oh, yes. Oh, oh say can, can you see by the dawn's early light? My we can laugh about this but again we shouldn't underestimate the seriousness of the situation i mean what better way to show two sides coming together 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it is serious. He might not be able to walk properly today. So. <laughs> and I just really hope one was a, one was a Democrat and one was a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what I call bipartisan working together <laughs> across across, across the aisle, putting oh their God. differences aside. Across no the aisle and up the a, aisle. There was, no oh, there was just an ooh and an ah, and it was done. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorite like this every day. <laughs> I think one of my favorite comments on it was one you highlighted, Dennis, which was from somebody on uh, Twitter, now known as X, saying, "I'm not even gay, but that was hot." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and somebody asked, "What are those black straps?" And it's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. really? I didn't see so that." <laughs> They were both uh, wearing, he was wearing a jock strap, and there's somebody going, What are the black straps for? Oh, it might be them par parading their fetish in public. <laughs> have you have you guys seen the remarkable statement the bottom in the video has released this morning? Oh my it's God. so funny. He's saying things like, I have always respected my workplace. And uh, there was, a, there was I, might, I might just be guilty of a slight error of judgment. It's like, mate, that was a Senate committee room. That wasn't a slight error. That was a good 11 inches of error. That wasn't a slight error. Like, what do you, how can you get on social media and say, I've, I have always, and then he says, um, after he says he's respected his workplace, he says, I am pursuing legal avenues. What, what legal avenues, mate? I think it's like his avenue in Little Britain. Oh, we've lost like, someone. Oh. It's, like the, it's like the guy from Little Britain oh. accidentally fell on his penis in the centre. That's right. It's just, I don't, I don't think a lawyer is going to tell you you've got much, <laughs> much of a case, mate, given there is live footage of um, exactly what happened. <laughs> it's yeah, being destroyed by a weapon of mass destruction. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, a rocket entered his stopped. iron dome. <laughs> <laughs> the video that we saw is just like a gif it's so short you know i want the full version oh god there'll be a yes well well version. well done to that twink helping gay men be taken seriously into 2024 <laughs> and listen before we get off the subject can i just say to all the american conservatives that are very outraged at this straight people have been doing this forever in politics okay mm -hmm. stop it Bill Clinton happened Bill Clinton. and he wasn't the only one. There's been plenty of them. I'm not encouraging this type of behavior unless I'm involved in the behavior. Lies. But... <laughs> Stop is, it. Is this Get over it. For an invitation to the White you... House, Rudy. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, let's not, let's be on not top of the roof this. at the Pentagon. Let's not forget that Joe Biden invited a trans woman of color to the White House for a lawn, a garden, a garden party and she used the occasion to get her tits out and wobble them about so uh, i don't yeah. think that uh, i don't yeah. think that a couple of blokes going at it in the senate hearing room is quite the threat to american democracy that some of the american conservatives think it was um and also like you say rudy uh president clinton wielded a cigar case in the White House, in the Oval Office on um, Monica Lewinsky, and his wife still stood for office. So, fuck them. I don't care. And listen, every president has had sex in the Oval Office. If I was president, let, let's be on, not even me, anyone, of course they've all done it. 
They've all done do it. Do you reckon, that's do you reckon, inauguration do you reckon anyway? Biden has? I don't reckon Biden has some. I don't know. No. Okay, okay, some maybe, might maybe. have done. I can't remember where it is. All the human ones have. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Hunter's probably chopped a line oh, out God on that dang. desk. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, I think that I those think... are all of our rewards. Yes, so... We are done. Boo. We have our awards. Oh, <laughs> we're not. We're not booing the awards, Mr. Rudy. <laughs> and uh, I've got a little list of people that I am seriously going to need to have a serious discussion with about comparing me to Melissa Poulton. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Take I've it got. I've... Compliment live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so yeah, that's Jack, uh, Rudy. <laughs> I never did it. Yeah, it was, it was mainly me. You're the, one, oh, like, you're... you're the one who's going to start this cancellation campaign, right? Fucking yeah, hell. Cancel me. All, you're all fucking cancelled as far as I'm concerned. Blocked, <laughs> reported, and there you go. I'm coming for your livelihoods next. Anyway... Okay. <laughs> Well, that's been marvellous fun, everybody. And I think we've just about managed to offend everyone. So I think <laughs> our, our job here is done. Uh, thank, thank you. you for, thank you for coming, guys. Thank no problem at all. Thanks for having us. I'd like to wish all our Queen's Speech listeners and subscribers a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Have fun, everyone. Bye-bye.